0: A chilly gust of wind blows dead leaves across a blood-red sunset. Now that the bright greens and warmth of summer have died, something inside of you comes alive. October is here. And Halloween is coming.
1: Emily Dickens once said, Love can do all but raise the dead. But she never smelled your flowers or had the pleasure of lying in your bed. And like the roses that survive through the coldest of days, your love is high magic. Your body shines its own rays. Yellow is the sun, with tips as red as it set. Your lips like the horizon, bleeding as deep as the thorn it let. You carry the memory of summer through each change of season. When the ice begins to thaw, your warmth is the reason. Your love is high magic. A brilliant mix of yellow and red, you return color to a world that is dying. Your love can raise the dead.
0: I remove my shoes to allow the piggies to burrow in the dirt, because I am too clean. Their nails scrape the roots that twine through the thatch. Where orange worlds of artistic possibilities grow free, there's nothing like being in a pumpkin patch. A watcher perches on a silent man, standing defiant, because his darkness against a sack of straw is no match. Though some are trespassers, everyone's drawn to see. There's nothing like being in a pumpkin patch. The farmhouse turns pink and the wind rustles the crops. Then, a creak from a chain-link fence, not latched. Perhaps it's open because of me. There's nothing like being in a pumpkin patch. Those that have wandered here try not to leave, as the orange takes in whatever moonlight it can snatch. Maybe this is where I was always meant to be. There's nothing like being in a pumpkin patch. There's nothing like being in a pumpkin patch. I grew up in a suburban town in New Jersey and in one of the wooded areas near my house. It was an old Civil War barracks or medical outpost, something like that. Half the town wanted it preserved as a historical site for tourists, but no one wanted to pay for it. The other half wanted to tear the place down because kids went in there to hang out or, like, go to drink at night. So, of course, while the town argued about what to do with it, it was breaking apart. A bunch of high school kids were messing around in the place, and a kid actually fell through the floor and broke both of his legs. This made the case for tearing it down, but until the decision was made, they asked for volunteers to watch over the place and keep people away or call the cops if people were getting rowdy. I had been home that summer, it was between junior and senior year. I had been suffering from really severe insomnia that was only getting worse, so I started drinking myself to sleep basically, I'd drink enough to pass out, and that would be my sleep for the night, whatever I I got. I volunteered so that I could drink. My parents would never let me have alcohol in the house, and I didn't want to worry them with my insomnia, so to keep kids away from drinking, I was going to go there and drink. It was okay. It was going well for the first few nights. The house itself wasn't even the scariest part. I mean, it was, it was run down, and when I was a kid, we talked about all the ghost stories that could be in the house, and there was still Civil War nurses walking around the place and all that fun stuff. I grew out of it very quickly. The house was creepy enough, being in the woods with wildlife around and crickets, basically complete darkness. It was actually the walk to the house that really creeped me out. I had to park on one of the main streets and then take this little dirt path about a mile back every night. It was really scary. All I really had was a flashlight and a phone to back me up. There I was with my six-pack of beer clinking and my little flashlight, and I look up, and I see these six owls just sitting on a branch, almost like a painting, like they were posed there. They were pure white, and whenever I walked near them, their heads would just turn and look at me in unison like they were one unit. As creepy as that sounds, I started to look forward to them every night because when you're alone and when you're afraid, you start talking to yourself or you start whistling to yourself just to kind of fill that void, just to get that sense of you're not alone, everything's okay. And after about three days, I started to say hello. Hey owls, how you doing? On the fifth day, I started giving them all names like, hey, Jack, John, Sonny, Amy, things like that. It got to the point where every time I said hello, they would hoo back. It really made those walks very pleasant, especially going there in the middle of the night. Probably the second week is when things started to get really strange. A lot of weird things were going on in the house, creaking more than normal, footsteps on the second floor. There was something hitting against the wall, and I mean, I thought it was a bear. And I didn't know which was scarier, a ghost or a giant bear trying to get inside the house. At first I thought it was my imagination, but then I started to like time it. And after four days, everything got louder, got more frequent, got really creepy. Birds would fly through windows like they hadn't before. I would hear a lot more howling in the distance. But I had the owls. I always had the owls to say hello and goodnight to. They were there for me. They were always there. I want to say at some point at the beginning of the third week, I noticed that there were only five owls on the branch. When I looked around, I saw this little white patch in the dark. It was torn apart. I took a napkin from the sandwich that I had made and wrapped the little guy up and dug a little hole for him underneath the tree. That I packed it in, I said a word, and I said, I'm sorry. I didn't know what I was sorry about. I was just, I felt bad. I tried to tell myself they're animals, but... uh you know when you're when you're afraid when you were in a place like i was especially with what i was dealing with with the insomnia and the drinking the little things really touch you i guess these owls were a comfort to me and one of them had died it hurt it it still it it still does but anyway i i went to the house i didn't get any sleep that night i didn't even drink that night something was banging up around the house. Something was walking upstairs. Things were howling outside of the window. The crickets were screaming. Hundreds of them jumped into the house. If a physical place could be tossing and turning like somebody does in bed, that's what was going on in this house. There's no other way I can explain it. It's like someone was completely in unrest. I did not want to go back the next night. I left and as I was leaving, I said goodbye to the five remaining owls and I I told them to keep themselves safe. I decided that I was only going to go for one more night. I have been doing it for three weeks. It really scared me the night before. I get out of my car, start walking down the path, and I know I'm about to come up to the tree, and I see them there. And I counted, they were five, and I was very grateful for that. And I went to go say hello, and they bolted off of the branch, swooped down onto me. They had their claws out, one scraped my arm, I still have the scar they surrounded me just flapping and clawing at my face. I screamed. I started to cry. I, I didn't know what happened. I didn't know if they blamed me for everything that was happening. I didn't know if the woods or the house or I didn't know. Superstition just creeped into every pore and I ran back to my car and I left. I cried myself to sleep that night. I was devastated. My fear that they blamed me somehow or that I wasn't wanted, it just tore at me I almost felt that I betrayed them in some way, and I I wasn't sure why. I cried myself to sleep. The next morning, the door slams, my mother enters the room, tears in her eyes. She sighs with this relief. What happened last night? And I was like, yeah, it was last night, nothing had ever happened. I decided not to go. She couldn't even get the sentence out before just she started to stop. She's like, the place collapsed last night down to the ground. I thought you were in there. Had I had been there, drunk and passed out, I know for a fact I would have died. I, I don't want to say this in, in a superstitious way. I just, I really believe that maybe it was because we had known each other. Maybe it was because we were cordial toward each other or acknowledged each other. Or maybe it was because I helped bury their friend. I, I don't know. But uh, had those owls not driven me away that night, I would have been dead. I know that for a fact. I know it in my heart. They were trying to keep me safe. On the next episode, bad habits die hard, or they end up killing you.